Welcome back to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. I hope you haven't been fingering anyone. Oh, please excuse me. That didn't come out the way I wanted. Sorry if I offended anyone. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Which finger is to go? Let's listen to Knuckle, Chapter 8. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> After researching every possible combination of finger and hand gestures from all over the world, from countries, religions, and the like, Nicholas felt that he was ready. Going back to work, he made sure that he did not interact with his co-workers. Hands were kept at his side as if he was wearing prisoner shackles, which in some ways he was. He would eat lunch in his cubicle. Coffee breaks were by himself. Conversations were kept to an absolute minimum. His co-workers looked at him as if his mannerisms and isolation was due to a severe bout of some sort of lack of mental function. Weeks went by, and even Patricia was beginning to notice changes in Nicholas. Instead of showering every day, sometimes twice, now it's once every second day. His hair was longer, and he didn't shave every day either. As more time went by, he was starting to call in sick more often at work. He started drinking more, and not just brandy. As the weeks further progressed, Nicholas was definitely changing, and not for the better. Clothes worn for more than three days to bed and wear at home. Showering or overall cleanliness was getting scarce as more weeks passed. When Nicholas did go to work, no one talked to him or wanted anything to do with him. His co-workers, including his boss, already had marked him with a scarlet letter A. A performance review was requested by the company, so Nicholas had to attend a human resource meeting with his union rep and was cautioned that the lack of production could possibly be used against him for any future promotions. One particular day, when Nicholas did attend work, six months after the HR meeting, his boss called him into the office. Knocking at the door, Nicholas was asked to come in and have a seat. Chatting for a bit and being asked how the family was and how he was doing, Nicholas lied, of course, and said everything was good. Things at home with the family, including himself. There was a knock at the door again, and an HR representative walked in. After apologizing for being a bit late, the HR rep then started talking about his new performance review. Both the representative and Nicholas's boss were told to discuss everything with him. Nicholas nodded. His boss then asked if he would like a union rep with him. Nicholas shook his head, no. The HR rep started reading a list of complaints made against Nicholas. Messy workspace, disheveled appearance, sometimes body odor, and the biggest one, the smell 
of alcohol. His production had dropped again, well below where it should be. Again, Nicholas was asked how he was doing. Nicholas looked at them, thinking that with a lift of a finger, he could change their lives in minutes. How he watches every day, not to use his hands or fingers or any other body part to protect people in his life and those around him, especially his family. When he finished his thought, he came back to reality and heard the words that came out of his boss's mouth. I'm afraid we have to let you go. Nicholas sat in the chair, quiet, saying nothing. His boss asked him if he heard what he was told and if he was okay. Looking at him, Nicholas said nothing. Getting up from the chair, he opened the door to his boss's office, turned around, and gave the middle finger to him and the HR representative. Cleaning out his desk while building security watch, Nicholas just dumped the contents of his desk into boxes which were placed on a dolly. Before leaving his cubicle, he looked at his co-workers who in return looked at him. No one said goodbye or it was nice working with you. He could tell that his co-workers and so-called friends were just waiting for him to leave so they could begin talking about him in not-so-hushed tones. Before getting onto the elevator, again he turned around and gave everyone the finger, a thumbs up. He pointed at people, made okay signs, beckoned people to come closer. He tried to think of every gesture that he wasn't supposed to do. His co-workers looked at him, all thinking he finally went off the deep end. Once escorted out of the building, Nicholas stood in the parking lot and repeated everything he did while he was still in the office. After loading his boxes into the sedan, he started the engine and proceeded to exit the parking lot. Within minutes of leaving and looking into his rearview mirror, An explosion could be heard, and a deep rumbling was felt. Within seconds, the office building he worked in partially collapsed, creating a giant cloud of concrete dust mixed with pulverized glass. Screams could be heard, people walking out of the structure bloody and injured. Sirens could be heard getting louder as the emergency vehicles approached the chaotic situation. Driving home, Nicholas smiled. As soon as he walked through the front door, Patricia was waiting for him. Dumping the boxes on the floor, she asked him what happened and what did he do. Not looking at her, he walked over to the liquor cabinet, pulled out a bottle of scotch, and poured some into a glass. After taking a rather large gulp, he looked at her and feigned ignorance, asking what was she talking about. Turning up the television, she pointed at the screen and asked again what did he do. Good evening. The television was showing a live news report of the building collapse. Rescuers trying to get to people. The fire under attack by the firefighters. Paramedic units taking the injured to the hospital. People crying. Witnesses being interviewed. 
Patricia turned the volume back down. Nicholas answered casually, replying that he got fired. He continued by saying that no one cared about him, the company, his boss, co-workers. Starting to get angry, he went on saying he worked there for over 15 years and no one gave a shit. The unpaid overtime, having to bring work home, or that he always was above his quota, about how fake everyone was. He told Patricia about the clippings that had been taped to his desk after Gertie's accident. Finishing the scotch, he poured himself another. Gulping that down, he repeated, pouring. Patricia said that even though he got fired, he couldn't blame everyone in the office for that. All of the innocent people. Nicholas looked at her, blaring out that nobody is innocent. Pouring himself another, Patricia asked why he was drinking so much and why was he letting himself go, not showering growing a beard, letting his hair grow, and so on. He retorted sarcastically, saying maybe it had something to do with a centuries-old curse, or maybe it was because his mother tried to kill him, or his dad has no legs, and again his mother is in a nuthouse, or maybe it was everything. Shaking her head, Patricia told him that She was going to her mom and dad's with the girls until he sobered up. Yelling for them, she grabbed her purse and left with the girls trying not to close the door softly. Grabbing the bottle of scotch, Nicholas continued the drinking minus the glass. When Patricia got back that night, all the lights were off in the house. Once inside and all was quiet, she thought that Nicholas had gone to bed, sleeping off his alcohol-fueled state of mind. Turning on some of the lights, she took the girls to their bedroom and started getting them ready for bed. Once in bed, Patricia went to her bedroom and expected to find Nicholas there. Again, turning on the light, she saw that the bed was empty. Since she didn't find him on the couch or in the bed, she thought that he must have went out. To herself, she hoped that no one else was going to suffer the wrath of Nicholas's fingers. She wasn't sure what to do. How do you call the police and tell them your husband has the potential and capacity to hurt others because of a family curse centuries old? Going to bed, it did not take her long to retreat into the arms of dreams. Quietly, the door to the closet opened.